0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Dream Reality New Earth Radio. Reminding you that the choice is yours. I'm Dr. Dream with my co-host, Ilya Nabatovsky, And now, on with the show. to tell you, it is June the 7th, and um, what a highly energetic moment this is. This is, I am Dr. Dream, and my co-host,
2: Ilya Nabutovsky, and it is a pleasure to be here with you once again,
1: yes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and it is truly truly, um, turned into the bi-coastal, uh, dream reality, new earth radio. I am in sunny Southern California and you are, and I am in beautiful New York city. And
0: it
2: is truly an amazing day. And yes, we are actually on the opposite sides. We are both literally, uh, right next to the ocean, you with the Pacific and me with the Atlantic here.
1: Thanks for the geography lesson, and don't fool yourself for a moment. <laughs> We're not on the opposite sides at all, brother. <laughs> <sighs>
2: no, our spirits are always right next to each other, and there's there's no space, no separation that can ever come between the energies and the energetic frequencies of our beings and of who we truly are at our very core.
1: I got to tell you, I I I feel that, I live that, I am that. And tonight, this week, last week, I mean, I'm almost speechless, but I'm not. <laughs>
2: yes, brother. Last week, oh my Gaia, we had an amazing, incredible show that is truly something I will never forget, and I'm sure that you feel just about the same way.
1: I loved it. I so resonate with the information shared last week, Daryl Anka, um, who is the channel for Bashar. um, And we've been getting a lot of comments from people, and I've been sending people there. People have been coming to me and saying, what do you think about this, Dr. Dream? I'm like, what do I think about it? You go listen to last week's broadcast." and i got to tell you that i'm pretty sure this next week i'm going to be saying that about tonight's broadcast but before we jump into that things are just i i said before with with you Ilia, and our guest who is um who you know we we joined forces at about 10 till the hour and we we kind of tap into the the space all of us and i said i'm like a freight train of crazy, wild energy um and uh this is big, you know tonight after the broadcast, we are driving up the coast to miss the l a traffic actually, we're gonna be right near um the residence of our um of our guest, and then tomorrow we are heading to get this okay you you you're a hugger I'm a hugger, um both of us. Have gotten compliments, you know, from people all over about our hugging skills. But I would suggest that there's one hugger in the world that has eclipsed both of us, at least That's in right. numbers of in numbers of hugs. Who is that?
2: Yeah. Well, if I have to guess, I would say that would be Ama.
1: Ama, the hugging saint. Bless her very soul and her entire spirit. And tomorrow, tomorrow. Two things get to happen. What's that? I get to be hugged by Ama. Wow, but that is be, incredible. There might be one bigger thing that happens.
2: Which one's that?
1: Ama gets to be hugged by Dr. Dream. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, so which one happens first? <laughs>
1: you know what? I'm big on, um, synchronized everything. And so I believe that it's going to happen for us at the same time. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Crazy. And then, and, and then if that wasn't enough, just to make the week complete, I'm, I've got a truck full of angels, including my daughter, Maya, and we are headed into harmony festival. And, um, Wow, just wow. I mean, Techno Tribe Tribal te- Techno Tribal Tribal Techno evening on Saturday night. We've got I mean, it's just I'm telling you, I'm yeah, so dude. ready for this. Um, I've been plus, on
2: the I've been on the I've been on the East Coast here and I haven't been, you know, able to keep track of everything that you're doing and I mean, only I see you on Facebook here and there, but why don't you tell me about What's going to be happening at the Harmony Festival? What are you guys going to be doing there the whole time?
1: Well, I mean, I think we've got twelve to fifteen angels joining us. We're doing the what you and I started at Earth Day San Francisco. We're doing the interactive community art visioning project, which is you know just expressing your most beautiful vision in words or images on a four-foot-by-20-foot canvas for the future of this Earth, for our process approaching, I don't know, ascension? Fifth-dimensional (laughs) being status?
0: (laughs) So we've got,
1: you know, at Earth Day, we had one canvas. We currently have two canvases for um for harmony festival we've got some great sponsors, including Riley Street Art Supply in Santa Rosa and Art and soul in uh Sebastopol have stepped up to um to assist us in this process and then of course you know. A little bit of uh, a little bit of greenbacks coming out of Doctor Dream's wallet, which you know we love just sharing that sharing that energy, and then the premiere, first time ever, Doctor Dream collaboration with Laura Fredrickson, breakthrough to empowerment, Sunday, 11 in the morning at Harmony Festival. This is a first. It is an energy that has been coming about for quite some time. And uh, it's it's just, it's all happening.
2: Yes, and where exactly is Harmony Festival located for all the people listening that want to uh, go and uh, experience it?
1: Harmony Festival is located at the Sonoma County Fairgrounds in Santa Rosa, California, um, an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is, north of San Francisco. There's still tickets available. Um, it promises to be most amazing. I mean, absolutely most amazing. I believe it's harmonyfestival.com. Um, you know, we you you got to just get online and uh and check it out cuz this is this is I mean, it's Harmony Festival and this is the 33rd year of it. So, um, you know, it's this is this is uh this is it. This it, it's it's all happening right now.
2: I love it, and it's amazing how year after year the energy just gets stronger and brighter and you could actually feel the love within the people and within the environment just increase exponentially, and so every year gets more and more exciting, and so I'm not going to be able to make it this year uh, since I'm on the East Coast, but for everybody that uh, lives in the uh, Bay Area, I highly suggest that you go and check it out, as I'm sure it will be absolutely incredible.
1: Yes, that is for sure. And this this brings us directly into tonight. I mean, here we are, and our guest tonight – now, <clears throat> I have known our guest tonight for a number of years. We, um, we both lived in Sedona, Arizona at the same time. And uh, what's interesting about that is we both lived there, but we didn't really—I I didn't really know Peter when I lived there. Um, I knew of Peter because he is renowned, certainly because he was living in Sedona, but at that point he was world-renowned, um, and so you know it was like, wow, yeah, Peter Sterling, this guy's amazing. It took me to get out to California. To meet Peter, and then what did we do? Because when we meet people that we love that are in their passion doing their thing, we collaborate with them, and that's exactly what we have had the opportunity to do with Peter. And I got to tell you, whatever we've done, and it's been amazing up at the Elevated State Glen Muse in in Ohio, and um, you know just crossing paths at different events, not to mention the ones we have co-created together. It is just the tip of the iceberg um and i guess my you know the collaboration has been incredible and you know um just being there and and doing different things with peter with well over a hundred people and all of us energetically being so present but if you said to me what's your favorite time spent in any aspect with peter sterling It would be the day that I popped over to his place in Ojai, California, and thought, oh, I'll just pop in and see Peter for 15 or 20 minutes, and I drove away three hours later (laughs) with a huge smile because he fully opened up as I did, and we, we just embraced the opportunity to truly get to know each other. And um, such a gift this this being is to the universe, to the multi-cosmos. And I, I need to just stop talking and, and, and introduce him because he's got so much great, great information and energy to share with us. Um, it's a shame to have to listen to me this whole time. Peter, are you with us?
3: I am. And can you hear me okay on my speakerphone?
1: We can hear you. Ilya, can you hear him? Yeah, I can hear him fine. Perfect.
3: Okay. Good. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello, Dr. Dream and Angels. Uh, so glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: I just, I love that you have made time in your schedule to be here. Um, and just, you know, I, I, I don't get, I, I mean... Wow. People who have listened to the broadcast realize I don't get like um, I don't trip over my words very much, and in this moment I'm finding myself tripping over my words because it's Peter Sterling. Oh my gosh! Okay, so <clears throat> I I'm, <laughs> I'm
3: just gonna take
1: a, I'm gonna take a deep breath and just settle in settle into this moment, knowing that. Um, that uh, this is great stuff in the end, everything's going to flow um, just wonderfully perfect. Now, I, <clears throat> I'm i not even quite sure where to start with everything. I guess, you know, first, first of all, you know, let's just dive right into, you know, the current um, Peter Sterling story, which is something really amazing happened to you. Well, I guess, like, Ten and a half months ago, but really came to fruition six weeks ago or something. You want to share what that what that is?
3: Well, of course, that's the <clears throat> that's the birth of my son, Micah. He was born on April 23rd, and uh, so I've been. Uh, I don't. This is my first child, so I'm I'm having my new life experience as a father, and so that's been a very big moment in my life on my life journey for this. This new phase, this new chapter to open, and um it's something that I wasn't sure if I would experience in this life, but apparently it was important for me my my soul really wanted to to know what it, fatherhood was like it was something that i to experience here and and so I'm looking forward to it, yeah, and plus, they said it's important for me to you know on the higher metaphysical level when this all when I realized that I was going to be a father i I was told that um, it was important for me to contribute my genetics uh, to the human DNA stream, you know, because of all the work that uh, I've been doing and so many of us have been doing
1: um,
3: to activate, you know, the codes and our DNA and the light body and the higher love frequencies and, you know, every cell doing all this work that um, it's important to, pass that on to future generations because there's a continuum there's an evolutionary continuum that's occurring and and I needed to donate some genetic material so here I am and now the outcome is uh, my beautiful partner Crystal we have a a beautiful baby a boy named Micah so he's full of life and full of fire he's got like seven planets and fire signs and uh, he's got a lot of Shakti
2: so yeah it's going to be quite a ride
1: I got to tell the you the the product of you and Crystal is just even the just the thought of that from 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 the moment I mean I've known you for a while from the moment I met Crystal and at that point um you two were already pregnant and it was just like Wow, this is <laughs> this child is going to be something else. And I gotta tell you, Peter, that you know, if I could choose like on my list of fathers that would be, you know, like cool to have, you're you're on the short list. You know, if I um uh, if, if I did this again, just with your beautiful uh, energy and and uh your connection to spirit and the angelic realm and everything else, um, Micah Micah chose well. Yeah,
3: yeah, well I'm I think he did, and and I, I we we know that we'll be able to create the environment that will allow him to, you know, discover the truth about who he is and his mission, and get connected to his higher self and his I am presence, you know, and we'll um, and uh, help him to do that, and uh, it's going to be just amazing to see who he is, and I know you're you're familiar with that journey because you've been on that with your beautiful daughter Maya and uh so yeah so i'm 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 really looking forward to see who he is and I mean, he has such presence and beingness already, and sometimes he looks you know bare like an ancient being to me, other times he's you know he's such a sweet newborn baby with that kind of halo of angelic presence, you know, and then other times there's all these other aspects of him that come through it's really he's very interesting being, so I'm a uh, I'm, I'm, it's going to be fun to see who emerges.
1: I'm I'm just loving the process that you're in, um, and uh, just um, excited to to watch the journey. But you know, the journey has hardly really begun here. With um, you know, at this point, with. With um, in your life, your your journey, your story, Peter is amazing, absolutely amazing. I'm looking forward to the book and the movie. I can't, I'm just excited to see who's going to play you in the movie. But um, <laughs> so, yeah. I posted a picture yesterday of um, the auto ferry, the fun zone, uh, Balboa uh, Pier, that yeah. whole area, and you commented. Yeah. I've been on that ferry hundreds of times. I love that area. I grew up there. Give us a little background on, you know, young Peter Sterling making his way into the world um, and what that was like, Southern California and everything, before uh, before the everything got even more exciting.
0: Well, a lot of this
3: story is going to be in my book that's coming out soon. I'm just... I'm just writing the epilogue right now. I've written the, the main body of the book. It's finished now, and uh, we're going through the final edits of it, and I'm just writing the very final epilogue and closing statements, bringing the whole story to a close. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of great details on that. But basically, in a nutshell, I was born and raised in Southern California, and um, I was born in Santa Monica and, um, and um, grew up. Grew up here, and um, oh, well, you mentioned Newport Beach and the ferry. Yes. Well, I moved down there in high school and uh, graduated high school in Newport. Then I went to USC and failed out of school and went to Colorado at 20 years old, and um, and spent 10 years in Colorado to fulfill my dream of of being a, a ski a ski fanatic and uh, have that whole ski lifestyle. And I had the whole Rocky Mountain high experience with john denver and lived in aspen and had just a beautiful uh, period of my life then for 10 years and then after that i was guided by spirit because i've always been on this quest to discover my you know my who i am the truth of who i am and why i'm here and the meaning of life and and the bigger questions and i've been a seeker my since i can since i was a young child it seems and um and uh so after the time in colorado then i was led to sedona as you mentioned earlier sedona we both lived there and that's when my my life really entered into a more uh shamanic kind of multi-dimensional galactic uh cosmic expansion of my awareness uh, being in the the energy of the vortexes and the red rocks and the sacred sites and the power spots there in sedona and having that whole experience and i love to to talk about that time because it was you know so potent and it's so important to the work i'm doing now um because it seemed there in sedona my experience you might confirm this is uh um that it's really getting in touch with the energy the vibrational aspect of reality because the the frequencies and the vibrations are so magnified there in that, in that force field of Sedona and the vortex. It's very easy, very, very palpable to feel the energy. So really people come as we know from all over the world to experience the energy and feel, to feel something, a vibration, if you will, or an energy force. And, you know, so many people do, and certainly I did, and I know you did. And And so then learning about all the subtleties and the nuances of this energy and how to work with it, how to, get around in it, how to maneuver and navigate and how to, to to join with it and work with it like the force, you know, like Jedi training. And mm-hmm. this is really our Jedi training there in Sedona and, you know, learning about um, crystals and essences and vibra- the whole vibrational spectrum of different technologies and systems and energies that we're exposed to there in that kind of melting pot and that...
1: And and then a lot
3: happened to me from that,
1: which we can get into if you want to. Well, I, I want to touch on something here because when I first heard about you in Sedona, it was wrapped up, you were wrapped up in, or my perspective of you was wrapped up in this beautiful package of the this, this harpist, world-renowned by that point harpist who is just like straight from the the realm of the angels and uh, i love that picture of you but when i got to know you i realized that that is is certainly a beautiful facet of you but like all the rest of us you are this amazing multifaceted like diamond and and what i thought of you like you know this sort of classical um you know like my perspective would have been you know probably a very good student um practiced and studied music for years and just you know just moved into this graceful um uh you know part of his cosmic dance as this amazing harpist through years of study and everything else and dedication and and i mean it was that far from is is that, <laughs> is that how it happened peter
3: no no far from it <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, uh, tell
1: us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about. I mean, you mentioned growing up in California and Colorado and everything else. I mean, were you a good student? Did you were you studying a lot? What, what was what was Peter like back in the yeah. day?
3: That's interesting. You know, this gets into my book. I I I, I, I talk about this in my book, um, especially when I was younger. I, um, it's interesting. I I. Uh, when I was a young kid in elementary school in Southern California, my, my parents became concerned because I wasn't getting good grades. And uh, then they discovered, they did some testing with me, and they discovered that I was dyslexic. I was writing letters backwards, and I had this, you know, reading disorder, reading-writing disorder. So um, I was diagnosed with dyslexia. and, and then I, But when they, I, they tested my IQ, I tested in the top 10% uh In children my age in California uh but I wasn't getting good grades and then they sent me to a psychologist, and I was diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder and so at ten years old, uh, they put me on Ritalin uh to to control my hyperactivity and then that that had a really uh kind of uh contra effect on me where it didn't mellow me out, but it actually was such a powerful psychotropic drug that i started to have like psychedelic experiences and
1: uh and out-of-body
3: experiences and astral projection and kind of separating aspects of my consciousness and being able to fly uh as a child because of the the drugs they put me on and uh and uh, which I stopped taking myself after a few months. I just told my mother that I wasn't gonna take it anymore at ten years old and that was the end of it. But uh yeah, no, I, I, I showed a lot of intelligence yet I wasn't in the in the system of schools. See, I was like first wave indigo kid. I had all the I have all the classic signs of an indigo child. You know, I I, I was very intelligent, like a systems buster they tested my intelligence, but I wasn't getting a grade because the system was putting like a round peg in a square hole. And I, I, although I was very much interested in art and science and music, yet my family's support system was not there to really fully support me in that for some reason. So, um, um, yeah, so I've always been kind of a counterculture person. I was, in, uh, I was always getting in trouble. I was a pretty rebellious spirit, and I think that that's also led to part of my attitude with doing some of my on my personal spiritual journey i've always been a quester and and i've always been one of those kids ever since i got thrown in jail as a teenager where it said if it said keep out no trespassing i always thought there must be something really interesting behind that that fence or that wall and i always try to get in and see what it was so that's kind of characteristic of how i am with my own exploration of consciousness you know and there's so many barriers been put up by false illusions and uh, belief systems and uh, institutionalized ways of thinking of wrong or right and, and, you know, these things are taboo. And, you know, now I've always explored in kind of the dark corners of certain places where they've, where they've uh, said not to go or even the church has warned us to that you shouldn't... Uh, you know, not only the church, but other spiritual traditions that, you know, you shouldn't get too involved in psychic phenomena, for instance, uh, you know, bad karma and all of this, or, you know, with the church, you go to hell, and, but I've always been the one that's been so intrigued and interested by these things, and
0: and, and one of the real
3: influences on me was, uh, just real briefly, was as my, my grandmother, my mother's mother, was really my first spiritual teacher, and she was a real mystic, and I was blessed to have her in my life. She... She was a meditator and a soul traveler. She was very adept at Ekinkar, which is a science of soul travel uh, that came from the east, from the Himalayas, and uh, brought to the west by Paul Twitchell in the 1950s, 40s and 50s. um, uh, But before that, the science came from the planet Venus, supposedly. An advanced race from Venus uh, made the transmission and gave it to uh, some adepts yogi adepts in the Himalayas and gave them a system of how to how to travel with the uh the astral body and how to soul travel and, and go into the higher dimensions. And there you can meet with ascended masters and and go to golden temples of wisdoms, these great learning uh cathedrals of higher soul spiritual learning that are on, on the higher dimensional Octaves of light and these resplendent, sort of uh, illuminated worlds of light where you know it's high frequency, just gorgeous. And and when you attain in your soul, you can go there and learn. And 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 you and you can go there now in your body if you learn the technique. You can close your eyes like a meditation, and you can travel on a sound current. And, and so this was all shared with me by my grandmother, who was adept at this. As a young child and a teenager, she, she'd tell me that she was always hearing the angels sing to her and the harps and the violins, and she'd tell me about the angelic music. And I later came to, to discover that my grandmother was very adept, was so adept that the whole worldwide organization of Ekincar had recognized her as one of the higher elders in the thing, and this, 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 and that. And anyway, she, she became my... My mentor and my my spiritual teacher, and she she started giving me the books about how to how to do soul travel at 14 years old, and at 15. And she's you know when I went through puberty and I started asking her and showing curiosity, that's when they give uh, you know tradition is that's when you pass on the sacred knowledge through puberty and whatnot when the child or, or earlier if the child's asking, but. Traditionally, it's then, and and that's what happened to me, and she gave me the books, and I started reading, and I learned about soul travel and how to exit my spirit, my consciousness, from the top of my head, uh, opening up the different chakras and opening up the crown chakra and on a pillar of light, traveling up and out of the, the body with the awareness and on a sound current, on a vibrational mantra sound current, which is, for Ekis, it's the hue not secret, it's out. everybody know, can know this, it's hue, and it sounds like this, hue, H-U, hue,
1: and, it's, 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 and you sing
3: this tone, and it's a very high frequency tone, it opens the heart, and it moves up into the higher chakras. it opens up the, the third, from the heart up into the, the third eye and the, and the crown chakra, and you can just go right out on the sound current, and it's, it's, it's And so I started doing this as a teenager, and I haven't looked back. It's just been one exploration of of this vast cosmos and dimensional
1: uh, universe,
3: uh, one after the other. So, And now my journey has brought me here in this moment with you two and everybody else listening to to talk about these things. So here we are.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. And... So the harp is not like you didn't get your first harp when you were nine years old or something like that. Tell us, <laughs> tell us uh, what 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 happened. Um, you know, when did you when did you actually pick up the harp? Well, just
3: in a nutshell, what happened was, you know, I told you I was living in Colorado, I was a ski instructor, and having this great life. And then I, I knew there was something else in my life that wanted to emerge. I when it, I was already a meditator and in touch with my a soul traveler and in touch with my higher guidance, so I just asked, and I heard a voice that said, go to Sedona, when I was on the top of Aspen Mountain, looking over the vast mountain, Rocky Mountain range, the beautiful vistas, I heard God speak to me and say, go to Sedona, and uh, I didn't, had never been there, I'd heard, I'd recently heard about this spiritual Mecca in the desert southwest, and I'd never been down there, and so I, I took a trip, and from the moment i drove down oak creek canyon i was struck by this familiarity and presence and familiarity and i i moved there so i started going through these energy experiences exploring the outback and the, the backcountry and the indian ruins by myself mostly i do a lot of hiking by myself and uh and and uh after a short time the guidance was that i was to give up all my material possessions that i was going to go deep on to a a, a vision quest and uh, a walkabout, a vision quest, and, and I needed to be free of material things. And I was also, you know, studying the time shamanism and Carlos Castaneda, Don Juan, and it was about erasing personal history to become a sorcerer and shaman and to come into all your power. And and I was on a quest to discover what my mission was because I, I had sensed that there was a, a something big was wanting to come to me. I knew I was a light worker, like like many of us, and... And I've been doing light work for many years because ever since I was, like I said, growing up since the soul travel as a teenager and all this, I always knew about the higher truth. And so I've always wanted to be connected to that. But uh, I knew there was a mission upgrade coming and that's when I went to Sedona and I was to get a Volkswagen van, release all my possessions and I moved into the forest. I lived in my, my car in my van camping every night amongst the the ancient ruins and the coyotes and the tarantulas and the rattlesnakes and the the UFOs and all that, sleeping out in the wilderness often, you know, the majority of the time by myself. And it was uh, quite a journey to to do this. And I, I I freed myself. This was before cell phones and personal computers and email and internet and all that. All I had was an 800 voicemail number and a PO box. And I basically disappeared and I, I kind of left normal reality and I went into into seclusion, if you will, in the forest of Sedona and spent a lot of time by myself just meditating in the silence and listening to silence and feeling the energy of the canyons and the and the Indian ruins and trying to open myself to you know greater knowledge and and uh, uh and um it was in the silence really, where I went deep deep into the silence where I started to hear the the heavenly music, like that my grandmother had spoken about, I all of a sudden I started hearing the the angelic choirs and the, the symphonic orchestras of the higher heavens, and uh, I heard them in my meditation at first on the inner, and then it and then it seemed it got to a point where it seemed like once I really tuned into it, at first it was faint, but the more that I became in resonance with it and attuned myself to this. Interplane vibration this heavenly vibration of the the inner sound uh then it became louder and my whole body began to vibrate and a whole upgrade happened in my nervous system because it's such a powerful force uh it's a very very high vibration and and it took a lot of work to prepare and preparatory work to to be able to connect with this uh higher interplane vibration sound current and be able to stabilize in it and uh, be able to ultimately be a channel for it to the heart. But but it was going into the silence, attuning, hearing the inner music, and then attuning to it, it became louder. And eventually I was told to allow the sound current to travel on it. You know, like I said, I had been a soul traveler, so I'd had experience out of my body doing astral projection to varying degrees. And then when this opened up, it was quite natural for me to, To just let go, and from all my early years of training, my ninja training earlier on, uh, that prepared me for my next phase, which was Jedi, and uh, when I was able to really travel on the sound current. So then, the the, uh, yeah, I was able to leave my body and travel on the sound and taken up into the light, into the golden light, and that's where, for the first time, I perceived angels were around me. They 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 came to me. I made contact with them, and once I got, went up the pillar of light and in the sound, um, this whole heavenly world was revealed to me. It was like a veil. I pierced the veil and was able to go up into these higher dimensions, and um, and that's where it was, I saw the angels were revealed to me. I saw them, and we developed a relationship, and through our communication, our telepathic communication, they told me that I was to be a a channel for the heavenly music that I was hearing, you know, and uh, that was the answer to my request, I was searching for my mission, I was asking the great spirit and God, goddess, to reveal to me what my mission was as a light worker, I was here to serve and I, I saw the bigger picture of what was unfolding on the planet with the great shift of the ages and the planetary transformation and ascension of 2012. Uh, that that uh, I wanted to be part of that. I knew I was uh, part of the light brigade, if you will, like we all uh, feel our connection there and, and the force of light and good and I wanted to be part of it. So the angels said this was the answer, that I was to be a harpist and um, play the harp and be a channel and they said they would teach me how to play and together I would work with the angels, the legions of angels would work with me and uh, I would join with them, and they would teach me to play and help spread the music of the angels around the world at this time of raising the frequency, of raising the vibration. And it, the, the harp has a way, you know, because I asked the angels, they said, the harp. I said, well, couldn't I play the electric guitar? <laughs> <And>
0: they
3: said, <laughs> They said, no, they said, the harp. And they said, look, you're going to be famous. You know, there's not many harp players out there, and there's a million guitarists. And not many people playing the harp, but not many men playing the harp.
0: So you will be very
3: unique, and and you'll get a lot of attention, and we'll we'll work with you, and the music will go out, and it'll be a really unique gig for you.
2: <laughs> and
3: so, uh, first you know, I gave it some thought, but eventually I I gave in to this heavenly request, and I said I would do it. And then a whole series of magical events began to unfold very rapidly. As soon as I consciously gave the angels permission to work with me and to join with them as a team to bring forth and manifest this divine decree of this, uh, music coming forth from me in union with the angels at this time. Then synchronicity began to accelerate at a blistering pace, um, and, um, I was just completely blown away almost on a daily basis where there were miracles happening
1: on a daily basis
3: for years. This went on. Now it slowed down a bit, but the initial, the floodgates opened and I, the angels flew into my life and I joined with them to bring this thing forth. It just shot like a rocket. And, um, and a harp came into my life and I could literally put my hand through the strings and, The angels would play through me. I I could relax, and my hands would move on the strings by themselves. And and that's how I learned. The angels taught me. I started channeling through them, uh, through me. And and miraculously, after only 10 months of playing without any formal lessons, I made my first recording. Guided by the angels, we made the first recording, Heart Magic. And that went on to be discovered by a record label that released it worldwide to critical acclaim. And, and um, you know, this all was shown to me before I actually even made the recording. The angels told me that this was going to happen, and indeed it unfolded to the T as they showed it to me.
1: And the Heart
3: Magic record was released after 10 months without any lessons, and it won a national award. It got discovered by a record label, got worldwide distribution, and was nominated for an award. And
1: uh, it was very
3: exciting. And that just really... Showed me that, man, these angels are serious You know, and uh, miracles Really do happen, and so I've been doing it Ever since, and it's been a Quite a ride to, to work with the angels And, and you know The, the heavenly host And, to, you know in, in and In one way of saying it Is to do the Lord's work, you know and, and to, it's like We're all, on one level, it seems like we're here To save souls, you know uh, Not in the classical Biblical sense, but in a sense that you know, as many people as we can get t- turned on and tuned into this vibration, this emerging vibration of love, the higher octave of love and light, and unifying the grand quantum field of the you know the the unifying field of the universe and God's love. As uh, more people we can connect into that field, which is it's so amazing how it's blossoming forth out of every atom, every nucleus, uh, the atomic structure of this reality, like fractal-like blossoming out of the very reality that I'm looking out right now from my house at the trees and the sky and and the cars and furniture and everything, all the atoms and molecules that are holding this matter together, from that there's this energy just bursting forth, kind of like blossoming forth from the very matrix of creation right now. And It's amazing when you begin to see this, this is what the angels showed me. And uh, now more and more people are beginning to see and become seers where we our third eyes are open and and they're aligned with our our divine love of our higher heart in that unifying field. And when you unify in the divine love, and you know, and this is what I say. What I ask people sometimes, you know, you know, it's like I lay down my heart on the altar of the Lord. You know, like to really link with the divine will and be a a servant of the light and a light worker. You know, I really went for it and
1: and uh and then when i did
3: that then really the i got entra entree if you will to the higher heavenly spheres and dimensions with the angels and and so and everybody can do this you know it's just you have to just ask for it and align yourself and and do the work to to get yourself more in alignment and vibrating faster and clearer and and start to resonate and ask for that ask for entry and it will be opened you know there's that old saying knock and the door will be opened <laughs>
1: so, that's for sure
3: that's what i did and you know it's been it's been uh it's been an extraordinary journey and even recently you know with the work that we did i just loved uh the run up in the fall to the christ through the christmas se- thanksgiving christmas season and
1: New Years,
3: all that that we shared together in Ohio at Elevate. There was such a wonderful sweeping wave of galactivation energy that came through that we all linked with together and bonded, you know, and, and reconnected and uh just felt so good, you know, and just so great and and
1: uh Yeah truly, so. truly truly magical. Now I wanna I wanna jump in here a little bit. I mean, so it, it it didn't stop at the Angels for you. I mean, you're... <clears throat> you know, for most people, that would have been enough. They could have just gone on the rest of their experience here, you know, having, you know, channeling uh, the Angels into the music and everything else. But um, you didn't really... You, you've never really stopped searching. I mean, you... All the contact with the Angels, the Angelic Realm... um you didn't sort of lay down your desire to expand into whatever is beyond and uh and your journey has been incredible um actually even from my perspective a bit mind blowing so um you know take us on take us into that part of your story i mean uh, I, and i think you know what i'm talking about here
3: yeah, well, I think you're you're talking. You're referring to some of my uh, psychedelic shamanism journeys that I've been on, and experiences that I've had. And really, uh, this is all in my book, by the way. I, I often travel and tell my story and some of my experiences at my workshops and concerts and stuff. And I a lot of times I don't share a lot of the intimate details of what happened, but in my book I've been very frank, very forthright, and I give really all the in great detail. Uh, how I, you know, did a lot of things that I did as far as interplaying journeys and all of this. Um, But, you know, like you were saying earlier, like some people think that I'm just about the angels and I have this kind of persona or public saying that I was like this angel guy. But, you know, there's actually a lot more that goes about me. And before I connected with the angels i was there, always connected to the galactic energies you know ashtar command and the different et legions and federations and and this type of thing and and living in sedona that's part of the curriculum you know i call sedona university of sedona like universe like the university and the universe city of sedona and i always said there was a four-year course i ended up living there 10 years in total but it's kind of like going to school again and uh you know, you learn about all these different things, and certainly attuning to the galactic extraterrestrial energies was really strong. I did a lot of that. There's a lot of sightings that were going on at the time. The the vortexes back in the late 80s, starting with the harmonic convergence when everybody came there in 1987 and activated really big time all the vortexes, and then I came right after that in 89 for the first time, and, and then um, uh, uh, there was a lot of uh, UFO activity happening. Uh, we used to see them in broad daylight, and uh, I have, have, have had many encounters back then, and many strange sightings and unexplainable things happened. And then, and then the angels came in. And then I kind of shifted my focus more to the angelic because that really was like where my soul was led at the time. And then, now what's come around again in this most recent phase for me is my uh, reconnection with the galactic and the extraterrestrial energies again that come in really strong and part of that was
1: really a catalyst
3: for that was some further explorations I've been doing uh, recently with uh, some unusual well and very popular now psychedelics that, and medicines uh, shamanic medicines that uh, g- gaining in popularity a lot of people are talking about it having experience that being ayahuasca and also the San Pedro with Chuma from Peru, both from Peru and Brazil and the Amazon. So, um, And by the way, you know, a lot of the opening that happened to me really with the angels, a lot of that was, you know, facilitated by certain psychedelic experiences. That was all part of, you know, as I said earlier, there's, I've always been one to, if somebody says don't do it, to do it, you know, and I've always been a multi dimensional soul traveler and explorer and uh psychedelics just opened up a whole world to me that I just loved it was I was fascinated by it and and you know even though in in, in some cultures in our west it's taboo almost to to do things like that for a long period of time, so I didn't really talk about it openly but but now it's coming into vogue now you know a lot of people are speaking openly of of doing these uh multidimensional explorations that are facilitated by, you know, different compounds, organic and synthetic, and and uh, there's all sorts of wonderful possibilities that that are opening up to uh, embrace this. And by the way, there's all new studies now. I know mean, what the future holds now. That there's new studies now coming out. I just posted something on my Facebook page about the the first clinical study of LSD has just happened and or is in process right now. And You know, like, for instance, LSD was, you know, taboo for years, and the government just locked it away. And and all the promise for working with a psychological agent for healing and emotional healing and different things like that was all locked away. And and now that's opened up again. So the whole psychedelic research is is going to be coming more into the forefront. And, you know, even designing, uh, you know, synthetics that could actually open us up to the greater reality. I mean,
1: why not? I think
3: it's all here to help us. So that played a very big part in my awakening, and and the details are in that much more great detail in the book. Uh, So I'm a great advocate if done, if used responsibly uh, with clear intention and a sacred manner, psychedelics, uh, ethnogens, hallucinogens, can be a, a very a potent medicines to to uh, facilitate a soul, self-realization, you know. And and by the way, in all the ancient cultures, you know, there was always a mana that was used and, and it was like a sacred
2: substance.
3: And, uh, you know, I, I love, uh, especially with the 2012 and the whole Mayan phenomena right now, I mean, the Mayans who who built the pyramids and had all these advanced technologies, I mean, they... The mushroom cult was a very big part of their whole culture and that the psychedelic mushroom opened them up to all these greater cosmic understandings but uh, that's been a big role for me and um, oh so let me just circle back here to where you were going with the question was that <laughs> recently, recently with the recent experiences I had uh, through the ayahuasca I had a really profound uh, extraterrestrial contact experience a couple of years ago that Was really a a life-changing episode for me, and uh, it was during that experience where I was taken aboard a a spacecraft. I was beamed aboard. uh, I was doing. We were in a ceremony in Los Angeles with 12 people in the middle of the night in a darkened room with a shaman, and I had done ayahuasca a few times uh, in the past, but had not really had a very dramatic experience. And then with this group and this particular shaman and medicine. uh, it really uh rocked my world uh but i during this this uh ceremony i was um well, in a nutshell, i was you know I was laying down in the dark and I was looking into these prismatic patterns of color just beyond just such rich technicolor sacred geometrical patterns that were pulsating and reverberating moving in sync synchronized movement and fractal like blossoming in my mind's eye, like cascading in full holographic vision where I actually became in the center of this thing that was that I was emerging out of the very center of it. It was actually weaving in and out of my, my nervous system that I plugged into this, you know, uh, matrix of light uh, in the quantum field. And, um, you know, information was downloaded and, and encoded okay. into my DNA by doing so and uh, and I, I was having this whole experience, and then then I this shifted to where I, to my astonishment I found myself standing on a on a spacecraft with two extraterrestrial greys as they're known the small little guys with the big heads and the big eyes and and they were standing in front of me and all of a sudden they began to give me a, a download of some very cosmic information uh, which I've been sharing now with people since it happened so. Um, would you like to explore
1: further into that? Yeah, I mean, you were instructed, literally instructed, to to share this information, that you were to be, um, this wasn't just for you, that that uh, you were to be a conduit for this information to flow to those in humanity that are ready, I guess. I mean, I don't know. You caught me off guard at the Jedi retreat in Ohio um, in Ojai, um over new years uh this coming into this year with this information again i just i I, you and i hadn't sat and had the three-hour download together and i just thought you know peter sterling cooler than i ever thought he was harpist wow amazing sound vibration everything and then from my perspective You just come out in the woodwork with the grays, and here's the message, and here's what's going on. And I was just like, whoa, oh, my gosh. And that's, for me, I, you know, tracked you, you know, connected with you after that and said, you know, I I, I need to talk to you. So, yeah, please take the opportunity to, to share some of this with us because whoever is listening now, now being live or recorded needs to hear this. Okay. All right.
3: Yeah, I realized that when I when I made my presentation at Elevate, it was kind of a curveball for for a lot of people because um, the information is is so potent and uh, and, um, and powerful. And um, I didn't mean I you know it can be upsetting for some people, and I it's never my intention to upset people. I don't want to incite any fear in people. Um, that's not. That's not really the um, the idea here, uh, but you know, certainly, you know, as we we go into these end times that we're living in, the end of an age, we we do know that we're moving through the great age is coming to a close, the twenty six thousand year cycle, uh, twenty six thousand two hundred and fifty three year cycle, whatever it is, I can't remember, but it's about twenty six twenty five thousand eight hundred
0: and twenty five, something
3: like that, <laughs> year cycle of the procession of the equinox, but that's coming up here in 2012, as well as the end of the Mayan calendar, and, and all the end-time prophecies are really coming into play now, and there seems to be a lot of evidence that indeed this isn't just another Y2K experience, this is something <laughs> that's, that's greater and grander, and a grand uh, galactic synchronization that's occurring on uh, uh, many levels, So, uh, and there seems to be a lot of evidence now coming forth, and we're seeing how the prophecies are being fulfilled, how the veils are being lifted as we speak, and there's a progression and a procession of these unveilings that's occurring, and um, thresholds that we're crossing over collectively, family of light is unifying, and and we're moving boldly and courageously through some very uncharted territory, and, uh, and so, we're, so we reach this nodal point, and the time space continuum and on the Great Matrix, through the fractal holographic like nature of reality, there's a lot of ways this could go right now. Um nothing is written in stone as we all know, uh but there are certain um trends and within the cyclic uh kind of unfolding nature of the, the time and dimensions and time space continuum. So um <clears throat> and so this other vision was, and information was shared with me by these ETs, um, basically what happened was, um, you know, I was beamed aboard, I was taken out of my body, and, uh, I, I uh, kind of realized all of a sudden the panorama changes from the geometries, technicolor, to being on board a spacecraft, and these two grades in front of me, and they telepathically communicated to me, welcome aboard, and when this happened, I wasn't, I wasn't scared. It seemed actually quite normal to bump into some extraterrestrials. I was kind of out there looking for them because it was such a cosmic environment I was in. I was like, is anybody else in here with me? And, um, and sure enough, there was. And these these beings came and they brought me aboard their ship and they immediately started downloading information to me. And, and it seemed like they were in quite a kind of a high alert when I got boarded the craft because there was some alarm going off, a flashing light and a... And a sounding an alarm, kind of like the Star Trek on the bridge, like a, uh, an alert going off, like a eh, 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 something like that, you know, with a light slashing, and and I later learned they did this just for me so that I would understand the seriousness of the situation, and um, and but I asked them, I said, what's going on? And they said, well, there's been a, they said there's been a galactic, uh, what did they say? They said there's been An explosion at the center of the galaxy, a galactic pulsation, and that there is a wave of light that is moving out through the galaxy, the Milky Way, uh, along the equatorial plane of the galaxy, and that this, this great wave of light is moving at the speed of light from this explosion that happened at the black hole, the center of the Milky Way and um and then it's moving towards us at the speed of light, and will arrive at twenty twelve and it will change the whole nature of our reality. it's going to be such a blast of high intensity cosmic light that um it's going to uh you know restructure our DNA and um kind of restructure the whole matrix of reality the whole the whole patterning that's holding this third dimensional reality in place that we're experiencing with our five senses along this on this evolutionary journey on earth on the time space continuum and the way our consciousness interacts with it to perceive it you know in this moment of time it's all going to change and in fact it is changing now as these successive thresholds and waves are approaching but there will be a big wave that will come which will be the final coding final activation the nexus event the, the alpha and the omega as it's spoken about in the old testament
1: um and this will
3: be the grand event that all the great religions and the great prophecies and uh speak of and uh you know like even the hopi prophecy speak i've recently been doing some work with the hopis and uh investigating the hopi prophecies and um So this this wave of light is coming That the ETs told me And they said it will impact During the 2012 window And will have life altering effects For everybody here And uh, this is all According to them This is all part of You know Cyclic existence here on planet earth I asked them Couldn't I said You know Couldn't you Do put up a barrier A force field To protect it The planet From this And uh, they said no they said that's not. They said that's not really what's in the grand plan. That this planet has been through this many times before, and that there's this always within cyclic existence within the third dimension. This kind of uh, rise and fall, beginning and ending of the different cycles of time and creation, come and go one after the other, accession of waves, and we're just at the end of an age where there will be a, a completion here that we are living in the pinnacle moment here of humanity and that
1: and as a result
3: we're being forced and offered an opportunity to make a quantum leap in consciousness
1: that indeed
3: the salvation and the redemption within all the fearful scary scenarios that we see that we are being presented with like when we turn on the history channel and the science channel and national geographic channel and see all these wonderfully produced shows, ancient aliens and and books on end times and prophecy and sacred sites and all this stuff and ancient cultures and, uh, you know, all these scary scenarios which could quite possibly and no, probably will come to pass. Uh, so what do we do? What is the answer? And you know, according to the ETs, uh, I asked them, I said, well, what are we to do? Uh, because they said that you know they said that when this thing comes that uh, you don 't want to be on the planet basically that it 's going to be have such a what they described as a devastating effect on physical life on earth that your highest choice wouldn't be here to go through that that they said that the highest choice would be to make a spiritual graduation and to actually make an ascension now the angels. I've been aware of Ascension for many years and uh, and, but the ETs told me they said the answer is to access the codes in our DNA and within the DNA, within the dormant DNA uh, lies the key and you know modern science and genetics that have mapped the genome. And they've discovered what about 20-30% of our DNA is for, but the remaining 70 or 80% is called junk DNA, is what they call it. There's no need for it. There's no purpose for it. But and that corresponds just real briefly to the brain and what we know about how the brain works. That most
1: uh, neurologists,
3: what neurologists say is that average humans use about two to three percent of their brain capacity. <clears throat> Geniuses use about 10%. So there's still eight, you know, 90% of our brain capacity that we're not accessing. We're not using it. It's not been activated. We don't have a purpose for it yet. It's lying there, dormant. So the brain, and they call that gray matter in the brain. So the gray matter in the brain corresponds to the junk DNA uh, that's dormant as well. And this also corresponds because... You know, part of learning mysticism and esoteric truths and these universal understandings is as above, so below, and also how things correspond. So there's that level in the brain and the DNA of dormant, unused material. And then also with our sciences, when we look out with our most powerful telescopes, uh, astrophysicists tell us that we're only seeing about 10% of what is actually there. Uh, The remaining 80 to 90% of reality that we're not able to see, including star clusters and distant galaxies and supernovas and all of this, that's only 10% of what's there. The rest is in the higher spectrums of the ultraviolet spectrum of light, and it's invisible to us. Um, uh, so because of our, you know, diminished brain capacity and and uh, diminished DNA, we're not able to see the totality of the reality. And uh, so anyway... The ETs told me that to access the the dormant DNA and to activate it and within there is a blueprint a code for a blueprint for the divine light body the the revelatory body of light the the Merkaba as spoken of in the Old Testament the chariot of light which is a interdimensional time traveling personal crystalline space vehicle that you can traveling your consciousness to other dimensions and along the time-space continuum, up and down within the, the octaves of the different dimensions. And, uh, <clears throat> and so you use this as a... So the ET said the, the ideal plan would be to activate the DNA and activate your light body so you can make a physical ascension into the fifth dimension, where there's a lot of talk about the dimension shifting and how we're raising our frequency and moving into a new dimension, so that, that's what they said to do. And they said this is the fail-safe mechanism that the creator, God, goddess, has put. Like, we we haven't been abandoned here on earth during these precarious times where when you will watch the news and everything that's unfolding. And although we can see a lot of hope and good, if you look deep enough, you can see wonderful things happening. But as an overall view of the world right now, it doesn't, it looks pretty gloomy, you know, global climate change, the economy is, is teetering on global, uh, crisis again, um, you know, the fossil fuels are running out, you know, earthquakes are on the rise, earth changes, massive tornadoes, tsunamis, is accelerating one after the other, you know, one's the next big thing, it won't have to be long now, and this is all part of what the prophecy said would happen, so we're in it right now, um, but, um, that the, the answer is ascension. You can either, the choice, See, the choice we're being given is that we could either stay here on the planet if you want to, or for those who want to go on to the next level because at the close of this grand cycle and the, the great alignment of all the dimensions and uh, the matrix of time and dimension time space is all coming to a grand alignment where certain portals uh, in the clockwork of the universe is coming to a grand synchronization, a harmonic alignment that doesn't happen very often. There's a lot of alignments that go on in the universe and different things, but this is a momentous time during this particular close of a long cycle. And um, so there's a great opportunity for those who want to, you know, align and attune with the new frequencies coming in that on a soul level we we can graduate and we can we can um we can get out of uh, this uh you know third dimensional cyclic existence and go on to access more of a galactic and cosmic consciousness and make our ascension into the higher frequencies of light and the higher dimensions and into the unified field and then of course then at that point we would link up with the galactic energies the Space Brothers and the Ascended Masters and the Angels, and they're all kind of residing in these higher overtones, higher octaves of light. And so a lot of this would be you know, accessible to us, and this is where we're going. And so they actually said that we want to get off of this planet and that the, the way we're supposed to do it is um, with the light body vehicle.
2: <clears throat>
3: uh, shall I go on, Dr. Dream?
2: Um, I, I actually... Uh, go ahead, Aaliyah. I, I had... I, yeah, I had a question. Uh you mentioned the Merkaba a, a little bit earlier ago and I was wondering if you can just elaborate on that. Uh, and uh what is that is the Merkaba a way that we can help raise our frequency to align ourselves with the suspension so that we can mm-hmm. go through it more gracefully?
3: Yes, well what I've I've come out of 25 years of re- researching and studying the Merkaba. Is that it is a it's a it's a geometrical form that's known as the star tetrahedron. This it has different forms, but the basic form for us right now is the star tetrahedron, and it's like two interlocking triangular tetrahedrons that make a star, like a star of David. It's three dimensional, and this particular patterning is encoded within our DNA and our genetics already. Um, and the way and so it yes, it can raise our vibration, especially once you start to attune to it and activate it, uh, then it definitely can be used as a vehicle and a technology to raise your vibration. Yeah. You have to raise your vibration in order to come into resonance with it because it's sitting, it's kind of in a fifth dimensional etheric matrix that's around you right now, like in your aura. If you could see your aura... um, within that energy field that is you, that's radiating out from every cell in your body and from your DNA into the template of who you are. Within that, it's also encoded the Merkabah field. But it's primarily, it's, it's waiting on a higher octave of light. So the idea is to do everything you can to raise your vibration and then you put it on almost like a, a garment, a garment of light, of crystal and rainbow light, and you can. This is something like out of a science fiction movie, you know, like uh, I'm trying to, like Tron, you know, kind of like a Tron thing that you can, you know, when you can consciously link with your your energy field in that way, and the and the divine blueprint of the light body, the Merkaba as it's known now. now Merkaba means its Hebrew word Merkaba, and it means light spirit body. And it's it's uh, you know in the Old Testament of the Bible it is spoken of and it has references to Ezekiel and uh, you know the chariot of light and um, the wheels within wheels and and all of this kind of thing. Um, but um, yeah, it's 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 encoded within our DNA in our very cellular structure. These these sacred patternings of the sacred geometry of light are encoded within us, and it's relate directly related to the flower of life patterning that we're seeing so much now so popular and with everybody now, the flower of life. And that patterning is in, is encoded to where it's fascinating. I, I show this in my presentations, in my workshops. I have a really nice slideshow that you guys saw. But you can actually see how when our cells divide through cell mitosis, that they create the seed of life patterning and the flower of life patterning. And you can see the star tetrahedron Merkaba a pattern within our for our cellular structure. So, uh, yes, it's it's dormant for most people. So the idea is to start to recognize it, to access yourself in the quantum level on the subatomic level, and start to you know in our meditations to start to see your light body, and start to visualize it and intend it and see it, and it will come to life. It blossoms forward. It blossoms forth like a it's a, a, an unfolding um fractal like unfolding. Everything kind of follows these patterns of, of coming into manifestation, you know, in the quantum field. So there's like this blossoming that happens of the light body and uh and you can you can get into it and then um you know you can you can program it and you can you can uh travel in it. Now I've had some experiences with it. I'm I'm certainly not adept with the technology myself.
1: Um
3: But uh, I've been told to to share this with everybody so people can start to access this. And, and, um, well, does that answer your question?
2: Yeah, it does. Thank you.
1: Now, so, Peter, what's the next step with all this? I mean, I'm waiting for you to be gone for a couple of days and come back and say, wow, you know, it exists, it's waiting for us, and here you go, folks, here's how to do it. Is, is that the next step, or do I need to come up to Ojai and, and um, hang out uh, for a few days? Are you going to be, you know, doing some online stuff? How are we, we going to, you know, really expand this?
3: I think it's great. I love what you're doing with your galactivations, and I think this is part of it. I loved when we were to
1: when we were in Ojai
3: and doing that um, galactivation during that alignment on that night when there was some cosmic portals opening, which a lot of people thought was gonna, was even more powerful alignments than during the, the 2012 alignments. Um, but you know how we were all linked, arms and legs and toning together with crystal balls. I mean, I love that kind of thing and creating really a group Merkaba. And I see how that's what we were doing there is really a preliminary steps to doing more even complex visualizations with each other you know so we start you know you have to build it's like building a ladder it's building a you know a, a stairway to heaven if you will hmm. so it's good that you know we're starting to familiarize ourselves with some of these concepts and technologies and then as the group gets more adept at it then we can really start to go into some higher functioning of the template of the technology of the galactivations and really really create the group Merkabah where we can actually travel interdimensionally consciousness as a group. This is what we can do in our individual Merkabahs, but you can also link Merkabas like you're doing and do it together. So I, I just really commend you for what you're doing. I think I'm sure you'll be guided You know, as your next step, but... Um, yeah, so uh,
0: you
3: know, <laughs> myself, you know, when I received this message, uh, it was really potent, and you know, like a lot of people, I, you know, I've had to really. It's been a couple years now, and I've reflected a lot of what was shared with me, and um, you know, really, the way I look at it is that there is a possibility now, you know, that, that something of great. You know, what the E T said? They said that the human mind and the human ego has a very difficult time comprehending the magnitude of this supernatural cosmic event that is getting ready to happen and uh it's so much beyond our our intellectual capability our 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 mental capability at this stage to understand this this uh what 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 is going to occur i think a lot of us are feeling it but according to them You know, it's like the supernatural cosmic event is really bigger than most humans can really have a grasp. And it's especially because of our limited perceptual faculties, you know, with our diminished DNA and and brain capacity and all of that. But the good news is now that with all these uh, galactivations that are happening, galactic alignments and planetary celebrations with these cosmic alignments and portals opening that there's been a series of them and there will be more in the coming days leading up to 2012 certain uh, opportunities for us to g- gather with the global family to link up uh, at different times because of certain alignments occurring and uh, more of this is going to start happening but each time this happens we're getting systematic upgrades so you just keep working because the harmonics uh, they, they keep uh they're coming in overtone waves of light now, so um, coming from the galactic center. So we keep riding these waves and, you know, just stay tuned into the light and the love. That's the most important thing, and just keep riding these waves into our into our ascension, into the light. And, um, boy, I, I know we're running down to the end of our time here. Um, is there anything more that you wanted to pinpoint on here before we time goes pretty quick. So I know we'll be coming to a close here soon.
1: Well, we do have, um, we do have a, uh, a, um, musical, um, track here that we could, we oh, could, yeah. um, that we could play. Do you want to set that up? And then, uh, it, yeah. it's short, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's short. It's about a minute and a half. I think this is the circles of light. And, And this is a live recording of the wind tarp that I made in the crop circles of England last year, last summer. And um, I took 14 people last summer on a sacred site tour to the Stonehenge and the stone circles and the crop circles and Glastonbury and all of that. Um, But, uh, you know, I've been guided by these uh, galactic energies, these extraterrestrial energies uh, to, you know, to to do the work with the crop circles. I've been just doing a lot of investigating and and learning the the, the decoded messages from the crop circles. I highly suggest this is another potent way to to activate the DNA right now. This is what everybody wants to do is activate our DNA so we can vibrate faster and we can reconnect all our circuitry that's been diminished, you know, that corresponds to our chakras. Uh, The chakras have not been fully functional and so the chakras are going to start spinning faster and in a more harmonic perfection with each other so that as our harmonic overtone of light, you know, in our light body around us can start to vibrate faster and harmonically align into more perfection. And as that happens, then we'll gain access to like lost memories, like all our our perceptual capabilities will become heightened and we will gain uh, clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, mm-hmm. um, um, the ability to bilocate and time travel. All of these things will be coming back to us. Like Christ, when he was here, he walked on water and he rose the dead and healed the blind. And he said, as he spoke about the future for the coming generations, he said, greater... Miracles, so shall ye do, meaning that he was able to do all these things. But in the future, we're going to be able to do
0: more miraculous
3: things than that. And this is exactly what's beginning to happen now with with some of the powers that people are coming into. So it's important to prepare ourselves, you know, in our Jedi trainings to 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 acknowledge, you know, prepare for the inevitable activation, you know, within us of these these powers. You know, this is. Like in yoga, for instance, it says, as you do your yoga and your meditation and you do your sadhana and your your practices, that you will gain power, spiritual power. They call these siddhas, siddhis, or powers. And they, you know, in traditional orthodox yoga, they say to to not get caught up in it, you know, which is good you don't want to get when the powers come and you start to come into some personal power you don't want to get caught up with your ego in it because it can be a trap and then you start to utilize the powers for your own personal gain and and which is basically like black magic you know and so that's the trap and so you don't want to do that so as we come into more and more of our powers we use that to uplift and to unite the, the group as a whole and to lift all of humanity with our spiritual powers. And we
1: we know that we're
3: totally taken care of. We don't use the powers to manipulate people or to read people's minds, you know, or, or things like that. We, we we have respect and compassion, you know, as we come into our, our powers. It's kind of like what we're seeing in the movie theaters right now. What is this show that's on in the movie theaters? This film, uh, it's like, um, you know, it's another Marvel Comics where these kids get these superpowers where they can do mm. these incredible things. It's kind of like this is what's going to be happening to us, in real time, and uh, it seems far fetched and just beyond. But there's so much evidence to the fact that that this is what's occurring now. And I wish we had more time because I could really well, go into a lot of the, the science and the research behind a lot of this stuff. But
1: let's but let's uh, do this. Let's let's play this clip. And you're literally—I've seen pictures of you. You're holding the harp above your head, and the wind is playing it. Is that right?
0: That's
3: it. Yeah, it's the wind harp. Just hold it up into the wind. Any harp can do this, um, but my harp's kind of special. This one is a double-strung harp. And uh, in the middle of a crop circle doing a sound activation for light body activation, linking up with the galactic energies with the circle makers, you know, who are giving us these cosmic messages now and the circles are coming through. I highly recommend everybody uh, check out crop circle and see the current circles because there's coded messages that just by looking at the patterns of the crop circles, the geometries, they can uh, stimulate, you know, DNA activation. So it's very important because it's coming from our galactic helpers. This is how they do it when they go to lower evolutionary evolving worlds that are on the threshold of such a quantum leap that our galactic uh, family of light is here to help us through this
0: collective uh,
3: you know and they're communicating through this quantum communication of the crop circle. So
1: well, while we our- well we still have time. Let's play this clip and then um then we'll go into our closing, okay? Let me let me just play this. It's a minute and a half. Here we go. Okay. pretty much um in the last few minutes of the show how can people connect with you let's uh how can they find your music and um then uh, then we'll kind of close out here
3: yes they can find out more about me at my website harpmagic.com h a r p m a g i c.com they can sign up for my newsletter right on the home page about and i send out my announcements about concerts and workshops and special events if they'd like to find out more about that, and uh, there's a lot to explore there on the website, so and they can hear samples of all the sound.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, Peter, thank you so much for being our guest this evening. I I'm I want to tell you that you will hear from me tomorrow. Um, I will be calling you. Um, I'm most interested in us uh, creating an event soon. So. Yeah uh you know i want to connect i want to uh it's you've just stirred all of this back up for me in a most beautiful way and um i'm i want to go with you to this next level thank you for taking your time thank you for bringing um a new incredible being into this world thank you for all the the hearts and souls and spirits that you have touched through your music and and thank you for blazing a trail that makes it that much easier for the rest of us to get out there and blaze our own trail you know you you've broken through the glass ceiling and 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 it really does make it that much easier um i'm I'm honored um and just um in such gratitude. Uh, to be your friend and to have the opportunity, you know, to receive this information from you and to um, play my role in, in spreading it.
3: Wow. Wonderful. Wonderfully said. Thank you. And it's just been a great uh, pleasure to be here with sharing with both of you. And um, I'll look forward to our, our next time to co-create together in person. It'd be great. So I'll look forward to our call later or tomorrow or whenever.
1: Absolutely. Ilya, thank you so much for being uh, here tonight. And um, I know that you've just been riveted by the information also. Um, and uh, next week we have um, Annie Kaspar of um, Pelicans, Coconuts, and Butterflies, an amazing story of um, getting passed over through cancer and and just the, the spirit of of conquering personal what could be tragedy and ends up being triumph. So that'll be next week. Um the week after we've got uh Brad Johnson who tra- channels Adronas. And um by all means this weekend Harmony Festival, an incredible time for everyone. But before that, tomorrow in San Ramon, AMA and then this coming weekend, uh, if you're not up in Northern California, you happen to be in Southern California, uh, Ama will be in Southern California, and you can uh, find her online at Ama, A-M-M-A, dot org. Uh, such tremendous love and just energetic gratitude pulsing vibrating just permeating every cell of my body right now watch out for the drive of Dr Dream and Maya from Southern California up a little bit north to Ventura tonight and um you'll see us we'll be this we'll be this ball of light um just enlivening anyone uh near us on the freeway Again, thank you, Peter, thank you, Ilya, and thank you, listeners, for joining us at Dream Reality, New Earth Radio. You most certainly have a choice. Much love, everyone. Good night.
2: Thank you all so much. Have a good night. Thank
0: you.